create lasting change, inspire others, and make a difference. You have joined the Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Donaldson, and each week you will hear from distinguished co-hosts and guests as they share insights into impacting our culture from your neighborhood to the nations. I love millennials. My four children are millennials, and without a doubt, they're one of the most caring people groups on the planet. Uh, They're also, among other gifts, uh, experts in technology that our churches desperately need as we are practicing social distancing while trying to remain connected and growing together. Well, and we're honored to have one of the world-renowned experts on working with millennials, Danita Bai. Uh, she is a sought-after speaker for conferences, mm-hmm. TED Talks, corporate functions. Her best-selling book, Millennials Matter, Proven Strategies for Building Your Next-Gen Leader. It's incredible. It's an amazing book, must-read, provides resources, equips business professionals and even church leaders on how to develop the next generation of high-capacity leaders. Uh, Danita, uh, welcome to the Influencers Podcast. Thank you for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here. You know, I know you love millennials, too, uh, but uh, they have been in the news, and it hasn't been positive. Uh, Health experts, governors, and even late-night comedians are singling them out as not obeying the shelter rules and thereby spreading the COVID-19 virus to the elderly and essential laborers. And and that applies even to Generation X. Uh, you may have seen the one gentleman on the beach. He was interviewed, and and he replied to the question why he was out there, and he said, if I die, I die. Uh, nothing's going to stop me from partying. Well, the, the challenge is that we know that millennials, you know, in particular, could be asymptomatic, showing no signs of having the virus, but yet they're spreading it. And let's start with that, because that's kind of the elephant in the room. And you're, you've been talking with millennials. You've been listening to them, but you're also sharing with them. What, what are you learning? What are you hearing? And what are you saying to them? Great question. Uh, here's a couple things. Uh, millennials have been plagued with fake news their entire life. And when we look at a culture that loves to find someone and something to point fingers at, then there has to be a people group that we have to pick on. And I might suggest that the finger pointing that's uh, happening at millennials, some of that may be fake news. Some of it may be correct news. Some of it may be fake news. And when I talk with millennials, and ask them, they think it's actually the older people that aren't being responsible. Because when they go out, they see groups of older people out doing things. So it's at a time when we should be coming together and serving together, we have finger pointing going on in our culture. 
Dr. Deborah Burt, the White House Corona Task Force Response Coordinator. Yes, she has urged millennials to heed the health guidelines. But what I also sir, heard her say is that millennials are the group of people that can help us. As you would mentioned in your opening comments, they have the technology that can help us. And they are the ones that also bridge the relationships with the older generations as well as the younger generations. When I'm talking to millennials, here's what I'm saying. 84%, according to surveys, want to make a positive difference in the world. They have been raised as people who want to serve the community, who want to make the world a better place to live. And this is a great opportunity right in front of them. I put a message out on Facebook to my millennial friends and asked about, I actually just asked a very generic conversation about what their thoughts were. And uh, the first one, a guy named Cooper said, this is an important time for us to rise up. We can send care packages to people. We can start writing letters to everyone we think would like one. We can start calling and videoing and texting people and that we are the ones that can use technology to organize and stay in touch with families. We are the ones who should be setting up video calls and troubleshooting to make sure our mom and our grandma know how to use it. That is a great, great point. If I can just add a story to that. Yesterday, I spoke with a young man. He's a millennial, and mm-hmm. he's involved in a church that is way behind as it relates to technology. And And then this whole virus was hoisted upon this church, and they're pretty much straitjacketed and doing very little. Mm-hmm. And uh, he volunteered, helped them get all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And uh, this past uh, week, they had hundreds of people that were watching the sermon online. So they basically Isn't that went, something? It is. They went from zero to hundreds of people that are now hearing yeah. the Word of God and are now connected. So uh, that's a great point, Danita. And uh, we had a group that I'm involved with. Nick Call has been every day at 5 o'clock. He's doing a video called Bible Quarantine. And he's taking five to seven minutes to share what he's learning in the Bible and giving some questions for people to think about. Within the first week, they've had 100,000 people plug in. And he specifically targets millennials and the younger generations. So, yeah, it's amazing how the, the technology is a way that can help bring us together and have some spiritual growth even during a time of social distancing. And, you, and that's you one think of the about places it. where the churches can dive in. That, uh, amen. Well, I mean, you think about it, that God's not surprised by this, this pandemic. 
And for such a time as this, we have this technology. Think about it. And the church has led the way on using technology. The Gutenberg Bible, for example, it was as a result of wanting to have the Bible available to the masses. And the obviously the Gutenberg Press, you know, made that available. And so you combine not only the technology, but also this this age group and younger that absolutely love it, know how to use it. So such a time as this. What about uh, yep. even millennials, you know, helping perhaps the elderly with groceries, you know, going shopping and dropping the groceries off at the doorstep of the elderly person? Well, I thought this was amazing. My daughter, Danae, 29 years old, uh, she's living in Minneapolis, you know, far away from us. And so I was just asking how she's dealing with this because she's been mandated to work from home. So she's got her table cleared off. And, And so I asked about, you know, what else are you thinking? And she goes, well, mom, I have my next door app and I put a message out for my neighbors that if anybody is sick or they're immune compromised in some way, that I can do groceries, I can run to the pharmacy for them, I can walk their dog for them if they need to. And I just thought, wow, what a servant heart. And what a way to leverage the technology to reach out to those that she she doesn't even know. She's in an apartment complex. So she knows some of her neighbors, but not a lot of her neighbors. But she's still willing to reach out and help. Well, I, I bet she will get to know a lot more with that, that heart <laughs> of wanting to with serve. With that serving uh, heart. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question about millennials and the workforce uh, by 2020 millennials uh, again this is the age group between 1980 and 2000 are forecast mm-hmm. to comprise half of the american workforce by 2025 75% of the global workforce and you have companies like Ernst and Young Accenture they're already reporting that millennials make up two-thirds of the entire employee base. At the same time, you know, we got the uh, jobless report, over 3 million people, you know, are out of work. We've gone from, you know, 200,000 and change to now over 3 million. So what are you hearing from millennials about, you know, the losing their jobs, the threat of losing their jobs, and what are you saying to them? So there's two groups of people that I see. One are the group of people who have been mandated to work from home, and it's the first time they've ever really worked from home. And so that's a place where we as leaders can step in and start to mentor them about how do you work from home? Uh, What does that look like? Um, and actually what I'm hearing from the millennials that I'm in contact with is that they have been, been incredibly impressed with how call, their, focused their colleagues have been from working at home. Now, 
That's not the case with all of them, but there is a group who are going to thrive and do very well. Uh, the other part that you'd mentioned is this whole group of young people who have been hit again by a downturn in the economy. And that's a place for us in the church and the followers of Jesus Christ to continue to rise up and to uh, encourage them in two areas. One of the places that I'm encouraging them is to go is to go back and do the thinking on who God has called them to be and what God has called them to do. What are their passions in life? Actually, what do they want to accomplish with life? And what I've found is that when we can work with younger people in our midst and help them to create that long-term vision, then we can begin to work backwards and say, what are, what are the, what are the lessons that I need to learn during this time? Where do I need to stretch myself during this time? And it's so easy to be just caught up in the short term, especially with uh, social media, especially with kind of a fear-based social media. So that's where we as leaders need to come alongside and create the long-term vision of what do you want to do with your life? And what might you be doing today in order to help? Uh, so that's one thing. Number two is even during this time, and maybe especially during this time, when you do have downtime, is to be focused on personal development issues. So maybe there are some assessments online that will help you kind of get a deeper understanding of your spiritual gifting or your behavior styles or your purpose. Or maybe there's some books on time management. So number one is, Look at the long term. And then number two is to be able to leverage and utilize this time from a personal development perspective. So uh, for uh, I see two groups of people. Uh, actually, my advice to both of them was that is to make certain this isn't a wasted time in your life. How do you leverage it? Well, that is so well said, you know. In many ways, this is a forced Sabbath, and I'm sure people are thinking, "I don't need a, I don't need to rest right now. I, you know, I want to work. I want to explore." Uh, but uh, what an opportunity, like you said, to really develop uh, spiritually and even socially, to read books. And uh, Winston Churchill said, "Do not waste a crisis." And yeah. I just hope and pray that when this crisis, crisis passes and we look back in our rearview mirror, that uh, we're not just saying that what I accomplished was I stayed inside and, and had binges on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, but instead, as, mm -hmm. you, as you've laid it out, uh, to be proactive uh, in building up uh, yourself, but also looking for opportunities to serve but also give. Uh, we interviewed a pastor 
And this pastor said that 70% of his uh, giving in his church has dropped off. And Mm -hmm. I believe that millennials, Generation X, those who were already giving online, you know, will remain Mm -hmm. faithful. And it won't be out of sight, out of mind, but they'll continue to give and perhaps even more. Uh, to offset others in the church that perhaps have lost their jobs and and are not able to work out of their home. And so this is a moment, isn't it, for the really the millennials who have such passion for life and others to really take a stand. You know, it's uh, when you mention it, one of the chapters in my book is uh, sharing your wealth. And For many of us, our very first thought when we hear wealth is financial wealth. But in reality, uh, we have so much wealth to share spiritually, relationally, physically, intellectually, motivationally. I mean, I submit that God has given every single one of us a wealth that we can share. And so this is a time to to look at what kind of wealth has God given me? What's in my hand? And how can I share that? So I, I love your idea of a forced Sabbath. One of the other messages that I'm hearing as I'm talking with business leaders primarily is that this is a time of reset. And it's a time for us to evaluate and to reset ourselves spiritually. Do we have our values, our vision, our mission in line? It's a time to reset relationally. Maybe there's some relationships, maybe with our families that we haven't prioritized. Maybe there's a reset that needs to happen there. Uh, physically, have we not treated our bodies well? This is a great time that we can be exercising. <laughs> we got lots of time. <laughs> we can be exercising while we're watching Netflix or something, you know, mm. and intellectually, you know, reset intellectually and, and creatively and motivationally. So, you know, that four Sabbath, a time of reset, let's not waste the crisis, but let's really maximize it. Outstanding. You know, our pastor, he spoke on this is a really a four Sabbath and sports, you know, our job, shopping, school. I mean, a lot of these things uh, that we, we see as defining who we are have been stripped away. And when that's stripped away, when it's put on hold, you know, what's left? And so I love what you just said, because those things do not define us. What defines us is God's love for us. We are his child. Uh, He says, be strong and courageous. I'm with you wherever you go, wherever Mm -hmm. you go, even in seclusion, even if you're being quarantined. And you have really uh, encouraged us today, uh, Danita. Uh, encouragement means to put courage in, and you've done that mm-hmm. for all of us that are listening, including, I'm sure, millennials. 
Thanks so much for being on the Influencers Podcast. Thank you. And um, we will look back at this time and be grateful for what God has done. So be it. I hope you enjoy listening to Influencers on the Charisma Podcast Network. Join us next week for another thought-provoking episode. And remember to use your influence to move people closer to Jesus. Jesus.